0: Yo, I saw a picture of myself when I was eight years old the other day. And I was like, dude, she was singing in front of all those people at eight years old. And this is me playing with some fucking Legos, yo. Playing with fucking Legos. I don't. I don't mind doing it either or. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just uh, getting ready for answers.
1: <laughs> Absolutely cool. Well, uh, without further ado, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure Podcast. Aaron's already Scoped waving exposure. to all the people <laughs> at home.
0: What's up, pools? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I'm very excited to be bringing on uh, the vocalist of Jesus Peace and the bassist of Nothing, Mr. Aaron Hurd. Thanks for joining me on the show,
0: man. What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. You know. Um, you know, as we were, you know, we're into season two now, which for me is like anything between 100 and 200 podcast episodes. And when I was planning for oh my this upcoming season, you were definitely a guest that I've wanted to hit and um, and have come on the show. So, you know, this is one that I can like uh, check off the, you know, top 10 list of, of future guests that I want to hit up. So I really appreciate you uh, making some time for me today, man.
0: Yo, anytime. I'm a little elusive, so I'm sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: it's all good. I know. Uh, you know, when Aaron, and I were trying to set it up, it was like some people prefer to do it in the evening. Some people like sleep in to two p.m. and you're like, no, like let's do it in the morning. So we're kind of starting the day off right with a podcast. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! (laughs) Um, yeah. So Aaron, um, obviously we're gonna be chatting about uh, Jesus, peace, and um, gonna tie into some things on nothing and some things about you the musician but before we talk about any music things it's a required thing here on the podcast to check a Bev so it's tradition for the guests to go first so tell the people at home who you're going to be sipping on for the episode
0: you know i gonna be honest
1: I forgot my beverage in the <laughs> we literally spent five minutes of <laughs> you like getting the beverage but... oh
0: no I'll be right back hold on I'm coming no that's fine <laughs> that's so funny
1: well uh, I don't know if I should uh, check my Bev. Aaron, you can still hear oh, me, right? You got the AirPods.
0: Yeah, I, I'm talking and,
1: and chatting and hearing
0: loud and clear.
1: No, it's all good. It, it's always that thing where, like, we literally spent a couple minutes of you getting ready. So I thought we were ready to go. So I apologize for just uh, jumping into it without um, having the beverage no,
0: in hand. No, 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 no. This is my fault. I do this to all of my friends. They're always waiting for me. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready. And then I forget all the shit that I am supposed to have in the first place. Hey. He's back.
1: Oh, okay. I Did I see two? Sorry. I'll, I'll let you properly introduce it.
0: Yeah, I might have gotten two. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> to make up for missing the, the
0: first one? I just ran into my kitchen to grab something. But, uh, yeah, we'll be drinking a black cherry white claw seltzer. Hard seltzer. Matching the, the, the
1: shirt to a degree. I think that's a nice pick.
0: Yeah, I do what I can. Really, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. And and what's the the second one? Or or do you want to ch- uh, showcase that once you finish the White Claw and get to the second?
0: Yeah, one? Yeah, we can uh, we can put it in the sequel a little bit later. Oh, we okay, give Le- leave them to leave with anticipation a little bit. Yeah, I love that. You know it's there. You know it's coming. You just don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like forcing the people to like get through that hour mark of the episode to to see what Aaron's right. gonna check next. That's you a ever great see those idea. like stupid
0: videos. Yeah,
1: it's like watch what
0: happens next
1: (laughs) (laughs) straight up. Um, So, Aaron, I don't know how familiar with the uh, the show you are, but we actually have a couple like beverage sponsors on the show. So it's like, um, you know, I I need a a second little caffeine boost. So I'm going to be drinking um, some dirty chai uh, made from our friends from Say When. So Canadian chai concentrate company. So what I love about it is that it's a one to one mix. So I'm doing it ice. We got the mason jar with some ice. Pour this sucker halfway. Right. And then right. without spilling all, all the expensive podcast equipment, pour some oat milk in there.
0: Yo, you know that that chai is one of my favorite drinks. Nice dirty chai. Ice.
1: Yes. You know? It's, it's the move. A it's a game-changing.
0: Coconut milk in there.
1: Oh, dude. Cocoa milk is great. Yeah, so... Just within a couple seconds, yeah, I cool. got like a great tasting beverage ready to go with uh Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> is the um, niggas
0: just sent me some too. Shit. Dude, I, need I try, will bro.
1: absolutely get you set up <laughs> with some. I mean it.
0: I, don't know how to have you. I need to be
1: chied up over here. Um, what's the um is that black cherry flavor for the white claw?
0: That's your go-to when it
1: comes to white claw flavors?
0: Yeah, what? I'd say that the black cherry is, is probably a go-to, but I think it's because it's reminiscent of like those freeze pops, you know what I mean? A long freeze, oh, freeze pop. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It tastes exactly like a melted one. And mm. at that point, it's like nostalgic, it's beautiful. You know, it takes you back to like summer times and totally. you know.
1: Yeah. I, I never I never thought I would hear someone <laughs> describe a white claw as being a nostalgic kind of flavoring. So that's very interesting.
0: Hey, you know, the world's a crazy place, man.
1: <laughs> it's very true. All right, well, Aaron. Cheers to you, my guy. Very excited to do this podcast with you. Um, glad that you, you know, had some bevs on deck ready to go. I actually, yeah, had to, I always um,
0: come prepared.
1: That's good. I, um, I'm hoping that this podcast gets big enough that we can be have a background of just fridges that's just filled with all these different beverages, and I can just grab oh. anything on deck ready to go. Um, so we'll have to we'll Thank have to too. wait and see if that grows to that point
0: that'd be nice. Mm
1: -hmm. So, so Aaron, any new guests that I have here on the show, I always ask them kind of the same intro question. Um, I just like to get a little bit of context about how they got into heavy music. And I know that you've done a handful of interviews, so you've done this question multiple times. So if you want to do like the condensed version, that's cool. But yeah, just tell me some of like the formative moments for you growing up where like the first time you heard, uh, like a, You know a drum build up, yeah, totally, yeah. Break that down. What that meant for you? All
0: right, I got a couple times that I remember this shit happening. Right, sure. So uh, for one, Tony Hawk Pro Skater two, Anthrax and Public Enemy. Yes, turn it up, wild man. Shit, I was like, this is wild. This is awesome. You know. (laughs) Also, super into Linkin Park when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I had a cousin who had like a, a Walkman or some shit. I was like, you gotta check this out. And at the time, I was just like, rap and rock? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I was like, super dialed in on that shit. And then from there, like, I would dip my toe and like, little like new metal stuff, but it never actually stuck. It wasn't like a part of my, like, myself, really. Just like, you know, music wasn't even really like a driving force in my life. I was like, a, you know, skateboard around town, fucking run around, do. Whatever the hell But It wasn't until like High school or something Like I got a little more Into punk music Around like 8th ninth grade Just cause like Water I mean I didn't I didn't really like The rap that was out Around the time You know Hanging out with skateboarders You fall into other shit You know what I mean But It didn't start clicking Until like A couple of my friends Brought me to like A couple of like Metalcore shows Out in the burbs of PA And I just saw like Everybody marching and shit And like acting crazy I was like Whoa Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is wild you know what i mean totally um but i'd say yeah about like high school then and then i started like asking around and then like finding shows in my area And just before i knew it it was like uh, i tried to put all of my time into doing that you know what i mean yeah i lost your video for a uh, second there yeah dave is calling me oh okay <laughs> sorry no that's fine. i got a text room. I want to be on the phone. I just got to text them real quick.
1: Yo, I'm doing a podcast for the band. Can you chill?
0: <laughs> all right. Good to go. Yeah, sick. Sorry about that.
1: No, that's all good. I, I've I've had other people take phone calls, had uh, Amazon deliveries in the middle of the podcast. So, <laughs> you know, we, we just we just keep rolling with it. Um, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, but I, I think that is interesting because I think a lot of people do get, you know, Tony Hawk. Linkin Park, two very prominent things in just not only music, but just subculture that really, um, put people on to like what heavy music could be. Right. But I think, um, at at least for me, like Tony Hawk three was the Tony Hawk game that really put it on and, uh, Linkin Park totally in that same vein. But I think at that time it felt so unattainable from like a local level. So you feel like it's right. like this thing that you're just like, oh, these are like rock stars. You know, you see the slip. Right, Matt it's like. You see- yeah, you're like, how how could little, you know, Spencer in Canada do that or or Aaron in-, in, uh, in Philly? But then when you go to a local level, you're like, oh, people can write this heavy of music and have some kind of reaction, but it's in a garage. Right. It's in someone's basement. So, um,
0: yeah, so. Well, that's it- what fucked me up about it too, man, to be honest. Because... I've always felt like I was like a, a music video kid. You know what I mean? You watch shit ton of music videos. You're like, damn, I wish I was fucking rocking like that or right. some shit. You know what I mean? Like, but for it to be accessible like that, it totally flipped the switch. Hell, I didn't even care about bigger bands for a while. Like, I only cared about bands that were in my area, like purposely, You know what um, I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like it, it's it's back in the days with the YouTube algorithms when it wasn't just like you watch. A Slipknot video, and then everything recommended to you is Slipknot. It was like, if you watch yeah. Slipknot, here's like all the other new metal, new metal bands that are like closely related.
0: Right, right. Yeah, but like rabbit was, hole was easy to fall down.
1: <laughs> absolutely, it's not just like you watch one thing and then like it's just pushing pushing only that content. Um, but oh. yeah, it's a uh, it's it's it, it's interesting to hear that you know once you found <laughs> it on a local level, it's like. Oh, I give a fuck about this way more than I care about like Corey Taylor per se. You know, but now it's crazy like, yeah. to even flip the switch. Now, like you guys doing stuff with like Not Fest is like now you're like a you know an arms reach away from that man.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I don't really know what's up with them if they're gonna bring us on the fest or something. But they're they've been creeping around the IG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> notch is creeping
1: around the Instagram. <laughs>
0: No, nah, I think it just the Not Fest joint. They've been like, even not even just us, but they comment on like a lot of like bands and our ethos, like in our our shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, we'll fucking pull the trigger already, dude. You know what I mean? Like, this is where all the hot shit's at, anyways, bro. All that other shit's watered down, yo.
1: Totally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I love that idea. All just these like, sick
0: ass bands.
1: Yeah, just like the whoever's running the IG for Not Fest, and you're just like, yo, like, w- what do we need to do to make something happen? <laughs>
0: Just harass him in the DMs for a while. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're like, I know you're not one of the original nine. Like, like, tell me what's yeah. going on, and uh, let's make
0: it count. Um, I just hit the chat. Look, cut the shit, man. <laughs> let's play some music. <laughs> Yo, get me on stage. Yeah, dude, that's so
1: funny. That's um, how
0: you book a show, right there. Mm-hmm. Huh?
1: You just harass <laughs> Not Fest in the DMs. <laughs> um, okay, so I know. Um, uh you know the origins of jesus peace i don't know how much you want to go from like the day one kind of thing um what 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 i do want to hit on um and this comes from someone that like archives shows uh very similar to sunny and you know i think it's safe to say that jesus peace is probably within the top three bands that sunny has filmed of all time and uh what's crazy is just to see that growth for you guys um kind of intent like i've only been able to see you guys once uh live which was while those 2019 but i feel so closely connected to your band just through all the videos that he has done and then it was only um somewhere uh you know in the in the midst of uh the height of the pandemic last year where like you know you're just bored and you're looking up videos i found a video on your i think it's your personal facebook where it's like jesus pieces like maybe first show ever and you guys are playing like a song in In a a garage garage, yeah and and like to my knowledge like you know obviously there's not the crazy responses that you see in a lot of those videos now so like maybe just talk to me about how you know having someone in your local sphere archiving literally the origin of your band to what it is now um how, how how has that affected and just like um you know made you guys think about how to operate as a as a you know an entity now.
0: Well uh to give you some background on that show before I started on Please. the answer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was actually Anthony's garage, uh our bassist Anthony. Okay we used to throw shows there from time to time and a bunch of bands that dropped off the show and we didn't even have a fucking name yet. We were just like <laughs> yo we got a couple of these songs. Let's fucking play it. You know? Right. So we did, you know, and I remember like even now watching it it sounds so fucking heavy like for real you know what i mean like i hear the slam and i'm like oh hell yeah but (laughs) it looks so like you can tell like this the synergy's not there yet like i look so awkward just like bobbing around like fuck yeah but i uh i think having these videos from the beginning like just from the top it It's great because you're able to see like, okay, this is what can change about our live show. Mm -hmm. I watch it and I'm like, I hate this part about this. Mm -hmm. So I always like try to be more conscious about little things. You know, it's like ballerina dancers are dancing in front of a mirror for a reason so they can pick apart their movements. You know what I mean? Even those tiny intricacies that they hate about what they're doing, you know, it's, it's there to perfect it. And Sonny has definitely been that mirror for us. And not just a mirror, but a fucking ollie oop and a half dude because everybody has watched these videos you know thanks to him so mm-hmm. always love the sunny but personally i fucking hate going back and watching those videos <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah yeah just because i picked myself apart so much i'm just like
1: right as any yeah, musician yeah. would do
0: of course but like not a lot of the shows are for one early on we're like just awesome to see all of our friends coming together and just like the community around the earlier part of Jesus Feast was really, really great. The hell is hella supportive, you know, even from people I didn't know that well, you know, when we started up and just everybody in the, our area just was like, hell yeah, you know? Right. And it's very rare that that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's it- always some stupid divide. <laughs>
1: yeah it, i i think it's like it's very easy to run to like oh like live videos are for you to go and look at that cool like stage diver mosh move that you did but i think you know the vow like i always say the value of live sets is almost like immeasurable because like you can break it down to like you know everything from like like you were saying like a band can look at like mm, maybe we should like slow this breakdown um when we play it live versus on the recording or maybe we like, you know, add a break here or maybe we change these songs around or like, let's definitely not do this again. But then there's like the fact of, you know, archiving the people that are going to these shows and maybe get on stage and do vocals. And they're like, Oh, who's this person in this band? Maybe they start the next like big metalcore band or right, whatever right. It is. So I think it's just interesting to, um you know, I've always, I've always had people that, you know, when I first was starting out, you know, like I was just filming whatever I could locally. And, you know, people would always at sometimes be like, oh, like, well, maybe don't film this show because it's like only a few people here or whatever it is. But like, I think it's so important to like capture every, every moment of that band because then you see the true story arc. And and like you said, like Sunny, and and those videos are kind of a mirror. Um, and And maybe they're not important, like at the time, um, as right. far as, like, posting it, but it's just, like, the overall legacy of a band, like, you know, being able to, like, showcase, like, this is, you know, Jesus Peace is one of those bands that's been archived so much, it's, like, kind of safe to say that, like, almost the majority of, like, the 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 huge moments of that band are, are archived kind of forever, if that makes sense.
0: 100%, yeah. Definitely. And we're definitely grateful for that, and honestly, I feel insanely lucky, because I'll I'll be able to look back on these things, you know what I mean? Or my kid even will be able to look back on these things and be like, "Yo, my dad was pretty fucking whack."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah, that's definitely like something wow, I want to touch on. My like
0: corny dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something I want to touch on later in the episode. But I think it is yeah. wow that you can be like, it's not just like, "Hey, like, here's a music video that your dad did." It's like, here's like over a hundred sets of your dad, like playing this music it's like what like why why is there so many
0: (laughs) god forbid anything ever happens to me man sonny's gonna have so much wild shit to send my kid and just even like him filming me like running around japan and australia like a psycho man Mm -hmm. the kid's gonna be like Dude, my dad was a fucking idiot. <laughs> um,
1: out of all the stuff that has been captured on film for Jesus Peace, is there one specific that you're like really happy that uh, you know, got archived properly? Whether like Sonny filmed it or someone else, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what what's your favorite 100%. Like, Jesus Peace
0: moment? Dude, first the, but... the, the Cody moment for sure. is like <laughs> probably one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. Right. Because It wasn't planned at all. I didn't even know that that girl could do vocals. I thought she was just going to yell, little girl yell. I let everyone do vocals usually. I don't care. I get like a big old breath. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Rest up for a second. You know, everybody else gets pumped up. You know, everybody has fun. But like that even blew me the fuck away. Like I stopped dead in my tracks and looked at her like, yo, (laughs) you know? Yeah. That's Shavy. something that I like. If I told that story to people, for one, it would sound like I was like gloating or some stupid shit like that. But Damn. also, like it would, it wouldn't even be am anywhere near uh, as accurate as, as the actual video. You know totally. what I mean? You
1: sound like and a wild man. It, like, what do you mean to like was, a little girl got on stage at a festival yeah, with thousands of all people my and hyped we're beating up,
0: everybody up? I'm screaming, and then we bring out this eight-year-old girl and she's going crazy <laughs> I would be like what the fuck are you talking about dude You're in like a coffee shop or some stupid shit yeah do you, you do you
1: know if um because i because i think i started following her on instagram and you know she's right she was like playing bass and teaching herself that like do you know yeah have you connected with her or like heard of anything you know obviously like some people have their viral moment and they take it and, and make it this big thing and she's so young so it's you almost like don't want that for her like you're like you're still figuring yourself out as a, as a person but I'm, I'm curious how how often you chat with her or, or keep in touch
0: oh me and her dad are actually really good friends we play chess together and shit. Oh, okay yeah yeah That's this sick. is the old head cast yeah mm-hmm. he's an old black dude he's in the punk and shit he's the man he uh fucking he's like just the old head You know what I young mm-hmm. so that's his daughter. She's in the punk because he's in the punk, you know? And she plays bass and all that other shit just, you know, because she really, really likes the music. She loves this shit. I've been seeing her around since she was really, really tiny, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, when the opportunity arose, I was like, oh, hell yeah, why not? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> but even after that, we see each other, you know? It's yeah. all love. You know, I still talk to Kaz sometimes. We bust I, up some food, get a couple drinks, sing right. some karaoke.
1: Yes. I, I can't believe, like her going to school like the next day or the next week or whenever it is. just <laughs> telling that and all our friends are like there's no way and then they're like going on a hate five six is it's like
0: yo Cody's crazy <laughs> Yo, I saw a picture of myself when I was eight years old the mm-hmm. other day and I was like dude she was singing in front of all those people at eight years old And this is me playing with some fucking Legos, yo. Playing with fucking Legos. (laughs) Totally, man. It's like, this Mystic's rocking the fucking stage. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think that's so, like, it's it's a it's like a cool like thing that that you guys did and cody did and it became viral like through sunny and you know trying to bug yeah. ellen to have her on the show and all that shit but i think that is did so that ever crucial. actually happened no i don't think so you know i think oh, um, boo,
0: Ellen sucks. <laughs> it, it was a missed opportunity ellen, for sure ellen.
1: for her for sure um but i think that is so fuck crucial ellen. for like you know, young kids, just to even be in those, like, experiences to, like, you know, watch these crazy live sets of bands and be able to, like, even partake in it in such a small way, I'm
0: sure will have lasting
1: impacts for that person.
0: Yeah, it's even cool because, like, the kids who couldn't make it to the show because they're too young—they can still see and be in the fucking mix. You know what I mean? Totally. Like it, it keeps that avenue open for the people who are gonna miss it. You know, and that's really cool. Some people hate that. You know what I mean? And I think that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Are Are you playing video games like- right now? No, yes, I am. Okay. I am playing video games. I just know that but, there's
1: going to be people commenting on the podcast, like, what's Aaron doing playing video I'm totally cool. Like, you're holding this conversation. I'm going like, to stop for a second,
0: I promise. <laughs> I just have to get, like, fucking 400 more souls real quick. That's fine. I got to buy Ludwig's Holy Blade. This shit is important, <laughs> I know.
1: I can't believe a podcast guest is like, can five more minutes, Spencer, like, for me to play this video game <laughs> before I have
0: to get back to it. <laughs> uh Spencer, i love my video games bro. dude
1: i i respect um you know a f- little factoid before we get back to into jesus piece stuff but um i don't think i would be in doing videos and like all of that without like halo and video games of that nature
0: yeah yeah video and shit because of halo
1: yeah um so there's this thing called machinima which is essentially yeah. making videos. I know, okay, yeah, you're familiar, so you probably watched like Red versus Blue growing up. Yeah, you're in. Mm-hmm. yeah, I know about Red versus Blue. So I watched that like religiously, wanted to find out how to do it. Bought a capture card device for my uh, for my computer, and like would literally meet people in matchmaking and being like, "Yo, I'm making the zombie movie. Will you be my friend?" And uh, you know, no shit, the- yeah. So it's buried. Maybe oh, I'll. That- I'll, I'll do an episode where I, like, go through uh, some of those old videos, yeah. but, like, literally without being able to um, play around with that game and make videos, like, I probably, like, I think I would be into hardcore because, again, like, sorry, I've told this story multiple times on the podcast, but, like, it's not, like, without Halo 2's, like, um soundtrack with like Steve I's guitar solos and breaking benjamin and Stink and all that kind of shit i don't think
0: that was all on halo
1: mm-hmm. halo 2
0: you know i didn't even like recognize that shit at the time like that wasn't anything near my like my musical taste so i guess it just went right over my head that's crazy yeah
1: but you're just like like you can't name another first person shooter game that had like crazy guitar solo music in the in the main soundtrack right I, I guess outside I of like I... Doom, but like Doom's a beast of the of its own.
0: First person shooter, you said? Yes. Um
1: <laughs> like Call <yeah>. of Duty <laughs> or any of those game franchises or like here's the cinematic yeah, nah. like movie shit that you
0: would expect. But... I was gonna say DBZ had like fire ass solos all the time. Oh but that's that's true. not a first person shooter by yeah. any means. Yeah, but they were always ripping. <laughs> right, I'm done playing video games. Okay. I swear to God.
1: No, I I wasn't trying to call you out or anything like that. Uh, but it was, uh, I think it was fun. You know, got to talk a little video games as well. Um, yeah. So I know, as you know, you were bringing up uh, you just having a, a kid like very very recently. Congrats on that! By yeah. the way um thank you very much shout out leo yes best dude in the world um yeah how's how's that been going for you because i know like that's a you know if, if that's not a huge life change i don't know what is but yeah how has that been uh yeah. going for you in your life
0: it's been incredible honestly mm-hmm. what's up kina how's it going <laughs> how you doing how you doing you're on the you're on the podcast yeah
1: you're on the podcast um,
0: it's <laughs> It's been really, really awesome to be honest. Like I've I've been like ripping and running for the last like six years of my life, you know what I mean? I haven't really cultivated my home life at all. Mm. So to like finally for one get sat down by the pandemic and like total like you're back in society, bitch. Like (laughs) immediately, you know what I mean? But also to, you know, be helping somebody come into the world, you know what I mean? It's insane. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a cool change because I mean, if this wasn't happening, I'd probably just be partying like incessantly and being irresponsible. You know what I mean? But this has honestly put shit in perspective for me in a way that I, I never would have figured out for myself. You know what I mean? Totally. That. And it's like, Every day, something new is happening with this dude. He's always doing something crazy. Mm. There's never a dull moment. So it's not like I'm even bored anymore. I'm just like, <laughs> I have like another drunk roommate to take care of or like bandmate. And he's just like, a couple of years old. It's, yeah, he's stumbling <laughs> around, fucking throwing up, mumbling, shit. Like, and, it's cool, man, man. I
1: don't think I've ever heard someone comparing a newborn to like taking care of uh, a, a like an irresponsible bandmate. But I love that.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> touring with nothing, you'll figure that shit out quick. But he's like a fifth member of nothing, essentially. Mm. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. And I think like the the timing, at least for you, is really interesting. Cause like you were saying, like, Jesus Peace was a band that like toured relentlessly, got an insane amount of opportunities all around the world. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, everyone kind of got you know, put in time out, so to speak, in those first few months. And, uh, and, you know, right. like that all like, I'm sure, you know, in a separate timeline, as far as like, trying to navigate doing that while still like being as active as you were, that might have like, proved right. some difficulty. So it's interesting, the timing of all those things. Um, a, right. qu- a question I had was like, because I think hardcore you know, a lot of people have come on here and, and talked about how hardcore has like um, taught them like different life skills or just life lessons or, you know, put things into perspective through, you know, the community that they're a part of. So I'm curious if through all of this, you know, first couple of years of being a parent for the first time, has, th- has there been anything in hardcore that has like helped you with, you know, be- being a dad?
0: Just, <laughs> I mean not kind of I guess like in a sense of just like taking the initiative to get things done as far as like mm. uh, unconventionally like uh, finding ways to solve problems instead of just always uh, going the regular route mm. I don't know like uh, honestly no not really I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like I want to add something nice but I, I don't think that you know, the last however many years i spent dedicating my time to this shit, like, hasn't really helped me much in fatherhood, if anything. It's mm-hmm. all the things I ran away from touring and acting crazy. Mm, I see. That's the stuff you need to confront to be a better parent. You know what I mean? To do the things you need to do for your family. Yeah. So I feel like, at least for me personally, my personal experience is a lot of escapism as opposed to you know what I mean? Taking control of my life and doing the things I need to do. Yeah. So if anything, it taught me what not to do and and Which is still a lesson, apparently. I'd say. Yeah, Yeah, a lesson nonetheless. But mm-hmm. I don't want to talk down on the thing that I love, you know, yeah. the things that I love in this world. But, uh, I mean, it's easy to harbor a lot of negative aspects of your life doing this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it just taught me how to balance it out, really.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that there's some value to that. Maybe that was the secret answer that I wasn't expecting. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of, you know, like hardcore, live, the live community, all that shit is really, really great. But if you're using that as your escapism uh, from your regular life, like I, I feel like finding that balance in between is is almost necessary because I think it's very yeah, obvious when the it's yin like, and the yang. <laughs> Absolutely. The yin and the yang. That's right. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I've I've had people come onto this podcast that like, you know, like they are a teacher and they like, you know, mentor students and then they'll like flex on these music videos and write the hardest songs ever. But they like having that balance and that degree of separation between. So, right. um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter if that's in your career or your family life. But I, I do agree there's something to be said where um, you're having a, a like you can insert yourself and then you can essentially be removed and, uh, focus on the other things that are important to you as well. Uh, just as equally. Right. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: right. Yeah. Um, so to, to jump back to, uh, to Jesus peace stuff, um, you know, it's, you guys have like done a lot of different things and, and we were talking about like sunny and, uh, you know, rolling with him. Like you guys have brought him out, like doing some tours and stuff like that. um, I, I know that you guys did the um uh, the the cribs episode while you're in Japan.
0: Yeah, I remember that, right, vividly.
1: So, <laughs> uh, you know, that was uh, you know, like I enjoyed watching that. I think it was like pretty hyped up when um when Sunny first did it. So, the question the question remains: Will we ever get a Aaron in Philadelphia of your own cribs? Like my right real son, your actual cribs, my real cribs. <laughs>
0: You know, I would do that, but I don't want to get fucking robbed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I'm not. I'm not trying to pressure you now to like you know like, jump on it.
0: MTV Cribs. Hey y'all, what's up? Come rob me. These are the valuable things that I have in my personal home. This is where my child sleeps.
1: Yeah, let's <laughs> let's not put the, the address or any of, of those things on there. Um, what would be like the one thing if if that video did see the light of day where you were like this is the 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 centerpiece or the the creme de la creme of uh of of stuff that you have in your house it doesn't necessarily need to be valuable but just like maybe something that means a lot to you
0: oh the one thing i would show off Mm -hmm. well man i don't know uh probably my grandma's mirror (laughs) your grandma's mirror (laughs) Yeah, that's like the coolest thing I have, I think. Everything else is like stupid and replaceable for the most <laughs> part. Except for the, the my friend Alvin, he painted me a nice uh piece of art that's hanging up in here. That's not that's irreplaceable. He's this cool guy <clears throat> from Jakarta. Oh, I don't think he was a Jakarta, but he's from the area. Fucking, he's from Bandung, I think. Oh, okay. But he painted that shit for me. That's cool. Really nice of him. Uh-huh. yeah and I, I think that's really awesome and then i have that picture of the baby up there that i took that i would probably brag about uh-huh. uh but outside of that dude yeah i, don't, uh, I wouldn't really i'd be like oh uh <laughs> here's a yeah no i don't i don't really got anything really but like, is my fat dog check her out dude <laughs> give her a couple pads
1: yeah it would be Nothing interesting too exciting uh if 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 Sonny would like stopped filming live sets and it was only hardcore cribs you know that was his thing like it would be interesting some to see some of like the band houses or people that are like yeah this is a house but it's also jam space downstairs or recording studio or things like that so
0: oh yeah if i had like a cool ass house like that i'd be like hell yeah check it out but i have like I can show you like my, my little like my little amp setup over there if you want. Right, I got some guitars. Are we gonna hey, go? We're gonna to my, go mobile. I'm Aaron Hurd. just welcome to my crib. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're like we're fully we're getting not the full episode. This is the the pilot.
0: Hey, uh, this is my little amp setup. I got some amps over here.
1: <laughs> what what do we got, Aaron? My, what are we cooking with?
0: We got we got this Orange Pro Crush. It's pretty cool. It rocks. It's got some uh, Ziploc bags apps. up top. There's, yeah, there's some Ziplocies over there. Those are for Zip-lock. snacks for my child. Uh, there's some volume here. <laughs> it's got this built-in reverb in here, too. It's real nice. And then I got a little Tiny Terror over here. You already know what that gets into. And that kicks through this big old boy down here.
1: Does it sound? Does found, the amp sound better when it's sideways?
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. Okay, it's just trying to clarify that. Make this up yo and then i found this uh custom cab on the side of the road uh oh one of these plush guy that's yeah. interesting and it was like i found that and like two big ass pa speakers but i sold them shits. Hmm. Yeah. i got some guitars and stuff but i don't hmm. really want to get too into it if anything if they want to break in and steal some amps they can take there's a, a lot of other of time, places you know? where you
1: could do that you know like a guitar store
0: yeah, yeah. or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got some, some fun stuff over there.
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate the yeah, little... There's
0: lie. your Cribs episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I that's I love doing the podcast this way where it's not like this very fancy, like, oh, please be on a laptop because we get to do shit like that. It's like,
0: take the phone. Yeah, and, I wouldn't do it anyways. I, I would definitely just do it on my phone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um you know, since we're on the topic, is there anyone within the hardcore scene specifically. Or, you know, we can just even say music scene where you would uh, tune in for a Cribs episode by. Like, literally, the sky's the limit as far as who you can name. In
0: hardcore? Or,
1: you know, it like could be metal. Ha- you know, it could be a Whose house, I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, man. Who do I feel like is interesting and I want to see their home? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yo, I don't I really don't know, man. Like I feel like everybody's house would probably look semi-similar, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's true.
1: I know um That's
0: somebody's like living in a shack or something. That should be Shaq. cool. Though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like
0: a YouTube mud house or something. Mm. I
1: like uh, I guess like they're a little outside of um like they're more in like the, the metal space, but um Bobby, who plays guitar in Fit for a King, he is like mm. a plant dad. So he has his own like plant business. So I feel like he would have a huge, really ridiculously nicely set up house.
0: Yeah. If I knew some fun facts or some shit, like I would, I'd be so down. Cause you got the info, you know what I mean? Sure. (laughs) That sounds cool. I would love to see that man's home. You know what I mean? Maybe I'd tune into that guy. I'll just take that, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, speak,
1: you know, I, I was trying to use that as a good segue into this next question. Um, you know, as far as What's very up? influential people in, uh, in crazy houses, can you tell me about the time that you were hanging out with Post Malone? <laughs> I'm sure you've been asked that more times than you can account for.
0: I don't, I don't care what okay. about it. It was like, honestly, like, it was weird. Like, I, <laughs> it wasn't like weird, like it's weird because it happened like that. I'm not used to shit like that happening You know what I mean, but mm-hmm. the connection comes from a dude who used to sing in a metal band in Philly named Kyle Hedegay. He's a tattoo artist. Okay. And he was tattooing post Malone. I think he still does. Uh, and I guess he showed him us or something or some, at some point. And, uh, after our LA show, we played like union or something like that. And, uh, hit me up it was like yo uh come like long story short short here's the address come through at like three in the morning and uh i was with like one of our friends and anthony and i was like hey yo i know it's kind of late and you guys probably don't want to do anything but <laughs> this is the thing that you might want to <laughs> do <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah like, just like said the address, yeah but, like, I didn't even talk to him directly at first. You know what I mean? Like, I met him when we got to the house. He was really, really cool. Like, incredibly hospitable. You know, and we busted it up, talked about music. Mm. Like, he let me play his, like, Louis V, like, covered Telecaster. It was insane. I can't play guitar for shit, by the way. So I was just standing there like an asshole just holding oh, this thing. No. All these people. <laughs> In front of all these people, yeah. they're all looking at me like, he's a musician? Like, play something. And I was like... <laughs> Dude,
1: smoke on the water in a guitar center badly music. is one thing, but in Post Malone's house with him as the audience, oh man, the pressure would be on for sure. Like play
0: a riff, man. No, there were like, bad people in there too. There was other people there that i never met, and I'm like, yeah, they probably think my band sucks. <laughs> but now he, he played guitar; it was really cool. And then we were talking; like, he had a bunch of you know guitar cases there. He pulled out this, like, music man from the fucking 80s Stingray. right? We were talking about it. And he goes, oh, that dude plays bass for your band? I'm like, yeah, Anthony, right there. He goes, hey, you want this bass? <laughs> and I remember looking, like, I fucking play bass too, fool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that shit. And he straight up gave Anthony this fucking music band, yo. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't believe it. So- we just hung out. We, like, showed, showed him some music, like, power trip and stuff. He was hella nice mm. and um, we left do,
1: do, so do you think about that moment as far as like if I played the guitar a little bit better maybe he would would have given that bass to me
0: no, nah, no, nah, <laughs> nah. I don't think like that though. yeah but that's fair No, nah, he's alright man I mean any, a couple of times he's come to Philly I went and chilled over there and just kind of like busted up you know, mm. keep it moving yeah you don't, you won't bother the dude too much for nothing <laughs>
1: yeah i and and even just the the timing of when i saw that photo um of just like you know i i think he had like just put out his first album so like you know the his awareness was just starting to build even then it was like oh he's this big like you know like hip-hop star but now he's like oh you were like in the leagues of all the top of all the top people within that genre, but it is, right. you know, it's just one of those things that, like, anytime it's your birthday, I see Aunt Anthony posting that photo. I'm just like, it's just so <laughs> crazy to see.
0: <laughs> it's, it's definitely one of those moments that, like, I'm just like, I live in a simulation. Like, this is fucked up. I don't mm. really know what's going on anymore. Right. Like, it definitely, I'm just feeling like that in general now. It's like, mm. anything could happen. Like, I don't know. <laughs>
1: What's uh I saw you crack your second bev. Do you want to give that a, oh, yeah. a debut?
0: So uh this is an Angry Orchard hard cider. Nice. I uh I was lucky enough to come across a bunch of uh free cases of all this stuff. Oh. So to be honest, I'm just kinda drinking what's here.
1: <laughs> it's it's not like uh curated by Aaron. It's like nah, no No, this isn't like
0: uh a, a palette thing. This is just kinda like a uh saving money is the movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I hundred percent feel that like majority of the bev like the amount of bev money that I've saved because of having bev sponsors for this show like is immense. So, I, how many
0: bev sponsors do you have? Let's get into it. I now. Two. I want
1: to know the numbers too. Mm-hmm. So you got the chai joint and
0: then what's the other one?
1: Uh, so there's a brewery here in Calgary called New Level. Um, so they okay. do uh, a, a ton of different um, crazy kind of beer. So like everything from like your your standard kind of pale ale. Let's see if I got. Okay, you're gonna you hang got any on. pilsners and shit. I don't know if they. I think that they do have a pilsner. Those are good pils. But um, they like I think the the area where they excel is like their sours. So they have like. Uh, Blue raspberry lemonade sour that has been like absolutely killer. Um, There's
0: a. You want to tell? I got a story about the last time I drank a sour beer if you want to hear it.
1: (laughs) Sure. Yeah, please. Do
0: you know the band Adalia by chance? Like Dahlia? Adalia. Oh, Adalia. Adalia.
1: Yes, I know that name. It was like a
0: Florida Florida metal band. Um, The singer Tyler is a friend of mine and he works at a. Like a brewery in Tampa. Sure. And we were down there, FYI, of course, like everyone's wilding out. I'm like, I'm gonna go to this fucking brewery, you know? And they're all like, yo, let's shotgun a pounder. Are you down? I'm like, Yeah, hell yeah, I'm down. You know what I mean? Sure. It was a pounder of sour beer, so I just kind of threw it up immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> oh. All over this all over the brewery floor. Like I just <laughs> I just left afterwards. I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh,
1: thanks. I'll I'll see
0: you. <laughs> Yo, it's been great kicking it with y'all. I gotta get going. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, t- yeah. Any sour beers are probably not to be slammed in one go. It's a uh, to be enjoyed, yeah. you know, throughout, not just like, oh yeah, I can, I, I can, uh, I can do this in one shot. No worries.
0: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have done it had I known. However, you know, that's just the way she goes sometimes, man.
1: So, so you're doing that, and is it like the second it hits your lips, you're like, "Oh, this is not like some kind of lager or pale ale. This is like a little." I'd say
0: like, like two sucks in. I knew it was not my regular Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> but
1: you, but you were like, "I'm committed to uh, to doing this." Yeah, I
0: was in it already, dude. Yeah. And it was. It. I did not pan out well for me, and I didn't have a good time, but. I wanted to at least finish the beer just in case I did make it out of there. That's fair. You know,
1: it's one thing to be like saying, oh, we drank this beer and threw up, but uh, do you know the brewery if we wanted to just quickly plug plug
0: that? No, I don't. Okay. (laughs) I I wish I did. Hope someone watching knows and we could put like something in there or something later.
1: And it's in Tampa, right?
0: Tampa, yeah, it's like, right off like the eboard main street okay
1: well if you're from tampa or, or anywhere in florida you've been there you can comment comment it below uh i'm sure the beer is good it's
0: not like a you know it's, yeah, not like it's probably sip it. the beer it went down deliciously it just came up a little rough <laughs> you know what i mean that's awesome <laughs> i love it It was incredible mm-hmm.
1: uh do you have any other favorite breweries that you've hit while you're while you've been on tour um
0: you know, I haven't done many breweries, uh, almost ever because I, I stray away from the beer. I, I feel like shit after drinking it, it's super bloated. Sure. So I just kind of drink whatever else. I'm like a mixed drink guy for the most part. Gotcha. Like a nice cocktail.
1: Mm. Mm. What's like the go-to Aaron cocktail of choice?
0: Okay. Well, if anything, I'm going to get myself an old fashioned. That's like a, my thing. I'm a whiskey guy. Mm. Uh, but if I'm outside, if I'm drinking a little clear and I'm out getting crazy, uh, I'll do like a gin and soda with a lime, you know, or if I'm out dancing, I get a tequila pineapple. Oh, okay.
1: You, you have drinks per activity. It sounds like.
0: I do. I do. Yeah. You got to have a good loadout. You know Mm. what I mean? It's important.
1: So, okay. So that begs the question, what's like the Jesus piece cocktail that you would drink before Jesus piece set? And what's the nothing cocktail that you drink before one of those sets?
0: Well, I would not drink before a pre-set because okay. I've done that. And so it'd be like something non-alcoholic probably. Yeah, I wouldn't even... Last time, I tried to take a shot of whiskey before the set and I I made it to the last word of the last song and I had to run off stage and throw up in the back. It was in like Altoona, Pennsylvania or some shit. Okay. Like <laughs> somewhere like... <laughs> but I, I, I would never do it again after that. I really played myself. But no, uh, before no, nothing nothing shows is i don't really think there is like a curated cocktail that you could put into into a category which sounds so dark honestly but yeah <laughs> it really is whatever's around when we're around you know what i mean mm. um
1: so uh you know something you know when i was preparing for this podcast like there's a ton you know you we were talking even a little bit early about like the very first um you know, Gs show that you guys right. didn't even have like a name for. And you're like, Oh, like looking, looking back at that, it's like definitely seen the, the progression of how you carry yourself as a vocalist. Um, so I guess I want to ask you like, like, has that been in your opinion, just the amount of shows that you guys have played to like, actually like figure out how you want to, be a performer and like you know be entertaining and all those kind of things or has it just been like uh someone specifically or seeing a certain uh other front person live where you're like oh i understand it now like where's your mind go with that
0: no i think it more so like i for one i had to stop turning around or turn around a lot show my back to the crowd and stuff you got to get in it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think like it's just so, more so like, you know, washing away any kind of stage anxiety. The more you do it, the more comfortable you feel there. You know what I mean? Totally. So, like, now, like, I feel like I step out there. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I play good ones. I play bad ones. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And that's what really helps. Like, but initially, like, I was, I had a lot of anxiety about playing. I wanted it to be good. I wanted everyone to see it. I wanted everyone to be comfortable and have a good time. But I don't. I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean. I just go. I walk. I gotta just like tune myself out totally. Just like tap into another space, and I just go. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I just make sure I don't turn my back to the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like my one thing. Yeah, it's
1: very important Until to be like, I'm like up front in people's faces. Yeah. you know that's you know, yeah what hardcore is. Um, but I do right. I do that I, like idea that you were saying is like. Instead of being like concerned about like how you are, how your band is, or even how the crowd is, you're just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do my thing and stay in my lane and focus on what I'm doing, and that's right. kind of it.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, with the band, like when you get up there, you want to assume that everybody is equipped to do what they're supposed to do, you know, on their own level. You know what I totally. mean? Totally. And if I go up there. And I'm not worried about what I'm doing. I'm not focusing on what I'm doing or focusing or just making sure I'm like being myself as much as I could possibly be myself in that moment. Like, I know that that's my role when I'm there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Totally. I don't want to worry about what everybody else is doing. And I don't think they want to worry about what everyone else is doing. Everyone wants to focus. You know what I mean? So like, it, it goes well. You know and JP's always really had that. Like, you know, it's we've been blessed with that because we're all you know we dial in pretty easily once we play with each other a couple of times you know mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know man people sometimes worry too much about what's going on around them when they're playing yeah you can tell
1: yeah they... like like start like and and to be fair there are definitely times where like you know if a vocalist is being you know jumped on the middle of the set like a little too much it, it becomes right. a little problematic or like you know i i've seen it where guitar players have been like full-on just like bumped while they're playing like more than just like the little nudge so there is a fine line with that but um
0: to be honest i don't i don't hate that necessarily though like i've never been knocked over playing or something like that and i've been like mad like i might like swing in the direction but that's just like adding to the mix like i'm not actually gonna punch the dude you know yeah but no i mean i think that that that's what makes hardcore shows hardcore shows is the interaction between you know band and people. I mean, mm-hmm. not that necessarily what makes a hardcore show a hardcore show, but right? Like, I think it's what makes it fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to play a show. where Everyone's standing around, like, and people are running on jumping off of shit, and I'm like dipping and dodging and singing. Like, that's fun for
1: me. Yeah, you know, I like that. And, and like you were saying, like, it's um that lesson of like just like always moving forward and not being so worked up on the actual like problems of right. just like oh my guitar got unplugged or my cable like someone spilled beer on my no, pedal board we're going no, direct no, okay. in, or like you know get it right just, back in there yeah yeah it's it's this like you know and, and that's even someone like watching the band like hey maybe i'm gonna you know the drummer's symbol fell off i'm gonna go run in and do it like there's never like a who's the designated person it's like Who's going to take it upon themselves to, uh, to, go help. Yeah. Yeah. Go help for sure.
0: I mean, like some people do. And I mean, even like bands on tour, like it's always someone's around to keep an eye on everybody's shit, which is cool. You know, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That's what I missed about touring. It's like the homies. <laughs>
1: yeah. The homies helping you out. Um, the homies, yeah. homies <laughs> help the homies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I know with the Jesus Peace live show experience, um, you know, I I've I've watched a number of different sets of you guys and, and gotten to see you guys live um for Wild Rose. Um and something that I've always noticed is that you guys are very intentional about like not playing to your recordings hundred percent of the time. Like there are definitely Yeah, we
0: like that shit. Yeah,
1: there's definitely times where it's like, oh, like it's almost not jarring, but it's like interesting in a way where it's like i'll hear a song uh in a live set or when i saw it live and it's like i actually prefer this way more than the recording so when when did you guys take that into account or at least like make that change because i think a lot of people can get stuck to like this is the way we recorded it so it must be played this way
0: i mean people always forget that playing live and, and live shows are unique experiences you know what i mean totally And you're never going to play the same every fucking night anyway. Totally. Yeah. And our work, it doesn't need to be absolute. You know what I mean? Just because it's on the recording, cool. They have that recording, but like, we're still fucking variables here, man. Like, we're all wild cards. We could do whatever we want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think even then, like, it gives something else to the live show to want to be there for, too. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to get a little crazy sometimes, switch it up.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and i th- I think it just like helps instead of um time stamping that song it like kind of shows that the songs can evolve you know four or five right. six years after you guys have released right. you know the split or and not you
0: know, for nothing man like playing the same songs especially if you're listening to the recordings and you're like fuck, I could have do that differently. Like, mm-hmm. just play it differently live. You still play this shit anyway.
1: Yeah, totally. You don't have to just, yeah. like, uh, shelf that song and be like, oh, I'm never going to play this live. It's like, maybe you just play right. that
0: breakdown a little bit slower or, like. Right, beef it up. Put some double kick behind yourself. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> romp it out. What's, your,
1: what's your favorite, like, um, song that you guys have changed in a live setting um, compared to uh, the recording? Because there's like an actual a good amount of songs that you guys have really uh, spiced it up for lack of a better yeah, term. Yeah, fucked
0: around with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, hmm, maybe sinking. I would assume like yeah. Lewis Lewis gets a little crazy on the feet sometimes on that shit. <laughs> I love it. Like that's like. I'm always jazzed up whenever he starts hitting shit like that because I'm always like pushing for more death metal esque drums. Like I'm like a, a heavy drums type dude. Totally, and I love grooving and shit. But like, crushing drums is like, it gets me fired up when I'm singing. I'm like, ah. <laughs> and, like sometimes he'll do some shit and I won't even see it coming. You know what I mean? It'll just get me like real fired up. I'll get like, I'll be gassed, like super tired, and then he'll do some shit like that. and I'll be like, oh, totally, yeah. Like, yeah. But, it's awesome. Yeah. be
1: No, oh, sorry. To be able to um to do that, eat, like, you know, I had band practice last night and just like seeing my drummer do like something that, again, like you were saying, unexpectedly, that amps me up to like want to do my yeah. shit better. And then it's just like this constant cycle between the band that, again, gets cycled with the live energy of the show. And it becomes right, like man. you feel it And like, that's in the, room. the best
0: part about being in a fucking band. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, In the age of recording everything, like the aspect of jam gets lost sometimes. Hmm. It's there to change up, it's there to fuck around and evolve while you're doing it over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Totally. That's how your songs become your songs. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And and like you said, like being able to have like I I'm really curious if like when Jesus Peace is like, you know, going back on tour and, you know, there's certain times where, you know, you guys are able to um Hey, I know that we've been doing this part this way live, but like, you know, check this out. And it's like totally flipping the switch on something completely different.
0: Yeah, it usually happens like last second, kind of like that. It's like, yeah, let's do it this way. It's like, all right, sick. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, like, I can follow the music. You know, I've been doing this shit since 2010, 2011. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, at least doing vocals and, and. following songs at this point like i can i'll vibe over anything if it's gone you know what i mean yeah so i'll catch the beat as soon as it starts happening as long as i can hear what's happening sure yeah
1: um you know i I, i've started to ask this question to a couple people um who come on the podcast who have been in bands that are like a little bit bigger but have been been playing for a long time because i i think that is a thing where like certain songs are like You know, without like spicing it up in that live setting, it could almost become like more of a chore to play that song because it maybe it is a fan favorite versus, you know, I actually like that song. Um,
0: Yeah, that's always going to happen, though. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So that always happens. So I was going to ask you, like, what, in your opinion, is the most underrated Jesus Peace song and what is the most overrated Jesus Peace song?
0: Oh, shit. (laughs) and and those aren't
1: to say those songs are 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 good or bad it's just like for you specifically as the vocalist you wish that you guys had more opportunities to play x song more or maybe cut out that one song that you're playing a little too much in your opinion
0: uh an underrated track maybe not the most but a definitely underrated track that i wish we did play is in the silence actually Oh, okay. That's an interesting pick. It's the slower song on the, uh-huh. on the record, but we're usually so go, 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 go. But I think if we like open with that one day or some shit or like did like a live session with it, mm. just to like give somebody a live taste of what's happening on that song. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think Adamant's a sleeper on the record just because it's just like a total banger. You know what I mean? Like it's for the moshers. Yeah. <laughs> But the songs that I wanted to hit on the record hit, you know what I mean? Like Curse of the Serpent's good, you know, Punish is a hit. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? I'm okay with how that went. Uh, the songs on the uh, Mouse of the Palace, but they're both pretty good, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, my favorite stuff is definitely On Only Self, 100%. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's, it's crazy because, like, looking at that album, like, it still feels like um like 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 there's a lot of people still sharing that and but you know it's getting up to that point where it's almost like that record is like for sure three almost four years old now so like um yeah
0: (laughs) you know obviously
1: you guys have like done your due and you know there's pandemic time (laughs) that's been added to that so like where your yeah. where is your guys's? I think you know. It, it's funny that you were mentioning a little earlier how uh, how Dave was calling you because I think I saw on his Instagram today like of you guys working on some new stuff. So obviously I'm sure there's only yeah. bits and pieces that you can share, but you know, looking we're at this we're in the studio
0: in September.
1: Okay, sick. <laughs> That's very awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and September is the studio. What is I guess like, you know, I think only self was like a really breakout record for you guys. So like, you know, is there a little bit of extra pressure now off of like, okay, now we're doing another full length to to try and um not like top only self, but at least be as good as uh as that. Like where does your,
0: we'll your head to, at? that's a given, you know? What I mean, no one wants to put out a record worse than their last record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I mean, outside of wanting to do better than the last time he did some shit. Uh I don't know, man. Yeah, we wanna it. we want the record to crush. We want things to go well. Like we didn't tour really in America on only self. I don't think we did like the headline at all. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, we,
1: we I'm played trying to think back outside. to uh
0: No, we didn't. We didn't do any headliner on the record. I was hmm. super busy with nothing. And, we did a lot of shit outside of the country, but we really neglected playing America. So hmm. when this next one drops, we got to give home a lot of love. You totally. Know? Yeah. So this next record, it'll just, I mean, it'll be fucking Jesus for you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really. Yeah.
1: I, I feel like you guys have really carved out your own lane as far as sonically how you guys sound and, and showcasing the different things that you can do outside of like your, you know, you can't just say Jesus Peace is like uh this kind of like subgenre kind of band, because I think you guys are able to play in some other aspects that showcase that show that are definitely showcased on 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 Only Self.
0: For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably my favorite part about being in the band is the versatility and where we can go with things. You know what
1: I mean? Absolutely. We
0: play all kinds of shit.
1: Um so you know, as we start to wrap up the show here, Aaron, um, I'm, I'm having flashbacks yeah. to that Wild Rose 2019 2019 set. Uh, I watched. Yeah. I was watching it, and, uh, what, what, and one of my favorite moments is you were you were like, "This next one is a uh, is going to go out to Canadian weed," because you were just like, uh, apparently, really messing with yeah. the uh, the Canadian weed that that you were um partaking so i was i was gonna never
0: forget about that week
1: oh well yeah maybe you can tell me how how good or 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 why you'll never forget about it
0: you know someone i just we got there i think a day early Uh and it was at the pre-show over at a bar like right around the corner from our hotel yeah and i just went to hang out and someone just hooked me up straight up like yo it's for you It was the most purple weed I ever seen in my life. It was like the color of my shirt, straight up. I was like, "Thank you, guy," because I was like stressed a little bit (laughs) looking for weed. And uh, no, it was incredible. It it did its job. Didn't take much. I was a fan immediately. Mm -hmm. And I remember playing Wild Rose Fest because that's the last time I'll ever wear Doc Martens playing a fest in my fucking life, dude. I was ready to throw up, like, halfway through the set. Totally. I was trying to jump. I was like, oh, my God, this is rough. You yeah. Know, like, but I made it through, you know, but I learned a lesson that day. And it's to never wear fucking big old Doc Martens and play a set.
1: Yeah, they're just... some
0: something sporty.
1: A little too heavy.
0: Way too heavy, man. Yeah. Um,
1: but, yeah, just off that sentiment, I was going to ask you if, like, I don't know if that takes the cake for like the best um, touring slash weed experience for you. But I'm, I'm curious if there's been any um, bad uh, weed experiences while being on tour uh,
0: that you can yeah. tell as well. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, so many. <laughs> <laughs> Too many, really. Yeah, uh, you know, I have three in mind and I'll keep them quick. Sure. Uh, one was getting weed outside of a venue in Berlin and they gave it to me and I didn't look at it, assuming that it would probably be weed. And it was like, it might, it may as well have been a bag of rocks, honestly. It was rough. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I, I tried, and it still was not fun. It sucked so bad. Uh Never do that again. Okay. Two, uh, was in Stockholm, Sweden, maybe? Okay. And, uh... There's this place, Christiania, where like you know you can get weed or whatever, and uh, a guy, a straight edge dude, brought me weed from Christianity, <laughs> Christiania or whatever, and it was just like CBD weed, straight up. It was it was pretty crazy. We were laughing pretty hard about it. Mm, uh, okay. And the, the third time was, uh, I probably shouldn't say where it was, but <laughs> someone brought someone brought me weed, and I smoked it, and I. I honestly, it had to be laced with something because I was like loopy for an entire like six hour drive. Oh no. So That was like the worst one ever. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like it, like just having filmed a a fest in, um, in California just a couple of weekends ago, like that was a thing where, like, a lot of bands were like, shout out to all the people that brought us weed. I was like, is that just, like, the thing to do for any big touring band that's coming through? It's just, like, bring them the local strain or or
0: whatever it is. Not even the local strain, just hook it up. Just hook it up. Because, I mean, a big part of my day, I get to the city, I'm like, all right, now I gotta find weed. Like, my Instagram's always like, yo, Cleveland, where the weed at? Like, some shit like that.
1: Where the weed at? where the weed
0: at yeah this saves me all the trouble Mm -hmm. but i definitely like need to cut back on everything for a while (laughs) i feel that i have been focusing to do
1: i have been telling people like when i go to festivals to film or like if my band is coming through like i like for me it's not weed it's like bring me the local bev, bevs that that you want yeah the bev. yeah bring bring, bring me some beers that. bring me some um you know some local sparkling waters some local energy drinks like anything that's fancy like let's all what's your beer cream. what
0: what do you when you ask what are you really asking for for
1: for like for a beer like an alcohol
0: yeah, we're like, yo, bring me some babs. What are you like waiting for the message for? Like the one that's gonna get you stoked up the most?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um I think like definitely through a new level, I really like a lot of the sours that they have, but I oh, what was that one I just had really recently? Um I, I think if it's multiple, having something yeah. like uh like something white claw esque is um like not a white claw right. specifically but if there's something that's a little bit more niche than that um
0: yeah some light you know what i mean yeah
1: totally that i can have like one or two um you know it's uh it's definitely like sometimes when i'm filming so many bands it's like so go 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 so i only think about like you know enjoying something at the very end of like the the the, the night of filming um All right if it's non-alcoholic, it's definitely like bring me a bring me a coffee. Like bring me a dirty chai with some oatmeal. Oh,
0: milk. let's go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's, that's my, my fucking shit, drink man. right there. Yeah.
0: We'll definitely I always um, get like soy milk or coconut milk. We'll
1: definitely get you hooked up with some of this, man. Cause I think it's uh yeah. more people need to know about it. So uh
0: um, yeah,
1: definitely. Um you know not to <laughs> to keep asking you bev questions but um if there was a beverage sponsor that you could have for both of your bands where's your mind go with that like you would have to
0: group them both at the same time like if... No,
1: you could have them individually cuz I'm sure like the Absolutely. the drinks for you know there's a couple like straight edge folk within Jesus piece so maybe not having a beer for that band but yeah where where's your mind go Yeah,
0: probably I'd say for Jesus Peace, probably like a, a Yerba Mate some mm-hmm. shit. okay just so everyone can stay fired up when we drive and shit dave dave loves driving he's like a driving fool you know what i mean Gotcha. so we can have him jacked up at all times that's like best case scenario. just like the
1: t- yeah. the the hat with the the drinks on the side <laughs> yeah, right. <and> it's just your <laughs> mate the straw yeah totally <laughs>
0: uh and then i guess for nothing your beverage is probably like i don't know Like IV bags, hydration (laughs) or something.
1: I think that there's (laughs) a
0: hospital.
1: (laughs) IV bags just rolling in on stage, like all set up.
0: No, I don't know. Like, uh, we, I mean, Nikki and them be drinking beer and shit. I don't be drinking beer. Hmm. We probably don't, probably like Jameson liquor or something like that. It's probably. (laughs) like our most abused one or something i think
1: that's the untapped area of like bands doing drink collabs with people like when yeah, i had like martin from from terror on like he yeah. was apparently very close like he's got hookups through monster and there was talks for one time to do a terror monster energy drink
0: that would have been crazy dude martin's
1: a fucking man you know for yeah, real. absolutely um well aaron I, I would love to talk Bevs with you for the next hour, but I want to be sensitive of your time <laughs> and uh, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. The very last question that I'll ask you, and I ask all my guests at the very end of every episode, is a favorite mosh yeah. story that they would like to end on. So it doesn't oh, necessarily God. need to be like funny, gruesome, you did it, it happened to you, whatever's like the first thing to your head is how we kind of end the show.
0: Oh no, I've got a million of those, man. I know. <laughs>
1: there's many of those that have become viral as well. So, you know, I you know obviously if you want to pick one of those, that's fine. But if there's one that's like a little bit niche that uh maybe you haven't told before, that's also sick.
0: Probably my one of my most embarrassing moments in my fucking life uh this is the first day we got to Japan, our first Japanese tour. And, uh, I think, like, Blindside USA was playing, and I'm off for maybe, like, five seconds. and ended up kicking my friend in his jaw and, like, splitting the front of his jaw. Oh, no. He had to go to the hospital and stuff, and I just felt like such a piece of shit, like, the whole day. He ended up coming back to the show and stuff, and we were playing. I brought him on stage. It's was like, my man. <laughs> yeah. my man. Like, I just, I still, I still feel fucking a haul Ever since then, I'm like, I don't really think I should be moshing like that, man. I just took, like, a big old step back. That's my least favorite mosh story. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's the one that first came to mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like, I still feel so guilty about it today. Like, they're, <laughs> like, buying some ice cream or something. I don't yeah. Know.
1: Maybe you need to give him a call. I was like, hey, man, I, just, uh, I was talking about you on this podcast and, uh, you know, can oh, I Ven- Venmo you some money for some ice cream today?
0: Every time I see him, I just give him a big-ass hug. That's fair. I'm sorry. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He you know, made care. for a good story,
1: at, at the very oh. least.
0: Jesus <laughs> shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I All the other stories, like, I don't know, just acting crazy, doing spin kicks and stuff (laughs) no
1: that that's a great one to end on in my opinion um aaron again appreciate having you on um it sounds like there's some things coming down the pipe for jesus peace and i'm really excited about that uh obviously nothing's been doing a lot of really cool stuff as well um so all your band links and all that kind of shit is going to be in the description and in the show notes but if there's anything that you want to plug shout out send the people off with before we wrap up officially the floor is yours
0: my guy JP's in the studio soon. Uh nothing's got shit popping up soon. Uh <laughs> nothing goes on tour in October through America if they actually let it happen. So okay. buy a bunch of tickets and shit. Is uh,
1: that announced already?
0: Yeah. It's, oh, okay. Uh, it's nothing Frankie Rose and Unum Claw. Unum Claw okay. might have fucked up the name. So I apologize if I have. Um <laughs> Uh, I'll be on Twitch playing video games. Uh, Aaron Heard is just the name, twitch.tv slash Aaron Heard. You can watch me get my ass whipped a bunch of times. Uh, oh, uh, I have this other band called Action News I play bass for.
1: Yeah, you guys have a first show Uh, coming up, I saw.
0: Yeah, our first show is happening September 17th. Uh it's going to be at the Grace Ferry Skate Park with a bunch of sick-ass bands. So uh, It'll be the Chemical Fix uh, LP release show as well. Very sick. Shout out, Mikey. Very sick band as well. You should get Mikey on this podcast if you haven't yet. He's a psycho.
1: Dude. Uh, Vocalist or someone
0: else of that band? He's a guitarist. Okay. Michael, he is the most interesting man in the world. He's got the craziest stories to tell.
1: I'll, I'll have to hit him up because I always like to say things on the podcast and then they become things on, on future
0: episodes. So yeah. Yeah. This is definitely fucked with that on. man. So I'm into that. This is me harassing you in the DMs. to <laughs> <interview> my friend.
1: <laughs> and now after this podcast wraps up, Aaron's going to pull out his DMS with not fast. He's like, I got something to
0: say to you. <laughs> yeah. Listen up, Listen up. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, shout out not fast shout out not fast that's all right shout out slip not just bullshit um um what's the last thing uh la, 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 la. yeah i don't know i got nothing else man yeah uh, thanks for having me dude it's of, been a blast
1: of course yeah this has been really really fun man and uh yeah excited for all the things that are coming down the pipe for you and uh
0: thank you of to the audience sorry for wasting your time <laughs> <laughs>